0: Now let's get to work. Mm, Fun episode today. We're talking all about the things I've screwed up. (laughs) Isn't this fun? Today's Startup Survival episode is my three biggest mistakes. So we're going to cover the three biggest mistakes that I have made in my journey of building a seven-figure business from scratch. Frankly, uh, I've made a lot of mistakes. I think everyone does. And I think that the best entrepreneurs and professionals can learn from the mistakes of others and avoid making those same mistakes themselves. While I, on the other hand at least at the beginning, was too stubborn to try to learn from others for the first few years of my journey. And I think it really slowed me down, honestly, and caused mistakes to be bigger and hit the company harder and be harder to deal with. So let's get into the mistakes. Mistake number one was not understanding how to structure a company and making decisions too fast. I have always been a go-with-my-gut kind of person which is fine in a lot of situations, but you can't really structure a company based on your gut feelings. For the first year or two of hiring employees, I really shot by the hip. We hired people when we felt like we needed them instead of using data and best practices to figure out how to actually structure a company. I think the main downfall of this is, well, really a few things. One, we made a few mishires that we had to rectify by getting rid of positions or moving people into positions that they didn't really originally interview for, which is frankly, a good way to make people leave. And two, we kind of gave our team whiplash as we structured and restructured the team over the years. Now the company is finally in a place where the structure makes sense and roles are pretty well defined. And we are making hiring decisions now based on data, but it took us a long time to get there. Let's talk a little bit about how to avoid this mistake. I highly, 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 highly recommend that every single person that is growing a team read the book Traction and educate themselves on EOS or the entrepreneurial operating system. Even if you don't go all in with implementing it right away, there are a lot of tips and tricks and tidbits that you can use until you get to the size where you should implement it. We are actually implementing it right now with a company of about 30, which is full-time and part-time combined. And that seems like a good size and a good time to implement. However, if you read Traction or some of the companion books, it will help you understand how to get the, the right people in the right seats, how to make an accountability chart that works for you and your company, and all the things that you should think about upfront as you structure your company. If you're just getting started, the companion book, Get a Grip, is a really good starter read for anyone that's structuring a company because it's more of a narrative story and it helps you understand the EOS system. And it's a lot easier to digest than reading all of Traction right away. I will put links to the books that I just mentioned in the show notes so that you can check them out if you want to. Mistake number two is not focusing enough on sales. I've mentioned this before that I was scared of selling and therefore I kind of avoided sales. I mean, you can't totally avoid sales if you're growing a company, but I avoided doing the more active outreach because I didn't want to be annoying and I was too soft to hear the word no. And that was for the first couple of years that I was running Accelity and that set us up for slow, 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 slow growth. And for some, slow growth is okay. Some people, that's exactly what they want when you're growing by referrals and you're doing some networking. I always had a desire to grow faster. And now I know that I should have been selling way more right off the bat. How to avoid mistake number two. Now I believe really that you should sell before you even have anything to sell. Whether you're launching a company or you're rolling out a new product or service, you should definitely start having conversations well before the product or service that you're discussing is available. And if you're a founder that's responsible for sales, you have to learn how to sell. There's really no way to avoid it, period. Go back to Episode 9 to hear all of my tips on how to learn how to sell if you are scared of it, which a lot of people are, and I really was too. It still makes me a little nervous, to be honest. And last but not least, remember to sell even when you think you do not have to. If you're running a service-based company like mine, it is often feast or famine. You sell, 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 and then you have to service all of the sales that you made. But then by the time you're done servicing all of those sales or a couple of clients leave, your pipeline is completely dry and then you hit the famine piece of this. This can be as simple as making sure you're reaching out to old connections or lost deals or similar for just a couple hours a week. I know that it might not seem like a priority when you are knee-deep in servicing your customers. But trust me, if you just set aside those few hours a week, you are truly going to thank yourself later and you'll be able to keep the sales conversations going even when you're quote-unquote full. All right. Last but not least, mistake number three is hiring fast and firing slow. And frankly, this is still a mistake that I make here and there. I've made it plenty. And I mean, I don't know, I still have done this this year. So I'm going to tell you what I've learned. But I don't think that there is a formula for perfect hiring. There's no silver bullet. I wish that there was. But there's really no way to ensure that every single hire that you make is going to work out. And I am too freaking Midwestern and nice to fire people usually. There have been situations where people very clearly had to be let go. But then there are other situations where I drag it out when it's not a fit because I'm trying to do them a favor. And in the end, it probably would have been the nice thing for me and for them to be more candid and clear up front. In avoiding this mistake, well, there are a few obvious mistakes that I've made that you should definitely avoid. One is hiring people based on liking them. I think everyone has a habit of wanting to hire people that they like, but you have to have a solid job description and a scope of the work that the person is going to do. And then a clear outline of the skills that will be required for them to be successful in the role. And then you have to hire based on those skills alone. Well, skills and culture fit, which are two different things that we now look at in our hiring process. Two is hiring two junior for the role. This is something I've done over and over again. I worked at a company before I started Excelity where they hired everyone junior and trained. And While I think this is an awesome way to give people opportunities, and we do still do some entry-level hiring, every single employee in a company cannot be entry-level. There are some roles that require experience. and Entry-level employees are often still figuring out what they want, and they're unlikely to stay as long as someone who has worked in the field and knows that they really want the job that they're taking. Another obvious mistake that I've made is when you know it's not a fit, you have to rip off the Band-Aid and let people go. I swear I'm telling this to you and I am telling this to me. Put a system in place where you pay them out for a certain amount of time or you offer severance so you can help them while not keeping them on the team and dragging the situation along. Like I said, it helps your company and you to be clear and candid instead of delaying the inevitable and risking a future negative impact on your company, which can often happen if you keep underperforming or unhappy employees on your staff. So in summary, my three big mistakes. One, not understanding how to structure a company. Go ahead and grab either traction or get a grip to learn about EOS, the entrepreneurial operating system. Two, not focusing enough on sales. I covered this in episode nine. There's lots of tips and tricks on how to learn sales if you're scared. So definitely check that out. And mistake three is hiring fast and firing slow. So I listed out some obvious mistakes that I made, but like I said, make sure that you have a really solid job description, scope of the job, and truly understand the skills required to be successful. When you go to hire your first employee or your 50th employee, I think it is equally important throughout the entire hiring process. All right. Those are my three biggest mistakes. I hope you learned something and can avoid these mistakes with the knowledge that I gave you today. If you got anything out of this podcast, please just share it with one person that is making these mistakes or trying to avoid them even better. And I will see you next time. Thank you.